G'day, and thanks for joining us for this week's Two Ticks Town Talk, a segment of the Australia Talks podcast. I'm DK. And I'm RD. Please enjoy this segment from the regular podcast. All right, this week we are off to northwestern Victoria to the town of Sea Lake. You haven't misheard me. The town is called Sea Lake. A population of 619. Uh, so very small little town. The site on which Sea Lake is situated was first visited by non-Indigenous people in 1838. And the name uh, may have been given by an early settler, Edward Eyre, who was from Port Phillip down in Melbourne. Uh, purportedly, the sea-like appearance of the nearby Lake Tyrell inspired Eyre. And you're probably thinking, oh. Lake Eyre, is that is this Edward Eyre, Lake Eyre, Eyre? Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, oh. The Eyre Peninsula, everything that's named Eyre, E-Y-R-E, is named after this man. Uh Anyway, tangent aside, the alternative version of the naming of Sea Lake comes from Surveyor's report at the time of planning the town, which, as I said, lies just south of the large Lake Tyrell. It is purportedly that a surveyor mistook the mark on the hand drawings as Sea Lake, S-E-E, which had been used by the author of the drawings to mark a landmark. I prefer that interpretation. I like that idea that it was just a total coincidence. Uh, see the lake over there? Yeah. And then <laughs> he just names the town Sea Lake. Oh, well, that's what you wrote. It's sea Lake. So. Uh, lake Tyrell, though, is that a saltwater It is a saltwater lake. It's the largest saltwater lake in Victoria, covering approximately 80 square miles, which is 210 square kilometers. So it is pretty big. Uh, Much of the time, Lake Tyrell uh, is relatively dry. Uh, However, the lake is occasionally fed by the Tyrell Creek. Um, And there is also a salt extraction plant along the side of the coast. Uh, where they extract salt for consumption. Uh, A community was established after the arrival of the Colwyn Railway Line in 1893, and the regional regional post office was opened on the 2nd of October 1895. The town of Sea Lake is firmly in the middle of Australia's wheat belt in mostly in Victoria and South Australia. And in 1884, Edward Lascelles purchased a property called Tyrell Downs and hired 100 men to clear the land and make it fit for agriculture. He established one of the largest wheat farms in the world. It was 20,000 hectares, which is 49,421 acres for our American friends. Uh, unfortunately, in 1900, the farm had become unprofitable, mostly due to drought and pests, uh, and it was eventually broken up and sold off. Uh, today, there is still lots of wheat being grown out there, 
Um, but none of them are on a farm of that size. I just can't imagine a wheat farm that's 20,000 hectares. It's incredible. Uh, today, though, the area is the big attraction in the area is Lake Tyrell itself and the annual uh, Mali Rally, an off road race around the edge of the lake. From 19. Oh. Yeah, so from 1974. Yeah, just, yeah, you said that. No, I. It it rang a long distant bell. So from 1974 to 2019, there might be a reason it doesn't quite ring the bell, or it took a little bit of a minute for you to come remember it. Because from 1974 to 2019, the Mali Rally was held over the Queen's birthday long weekend in June, uh, Australia's oldest known off-road race had grown to include a hundred different competitors who'd gathered to pit their vehicles against one another over the 85-kilometer circuit around the foreshore of Lake Tyrell. However, the race's permit was not renewed in 2019 after a state heritage advisor identified traditional Aboriginal burial sites around the lake, prompting a conservation assessment. The interim report, funded by the state government and administrated by the Shire Council, determined that the Mali Rally posed too high a risk for Lake Tyrell's sensitive cultural heritage, which included proof of 30,000 years of Aboriginal habitation. And the draft plan recommended discontinuing the race permanently. Oh, right. So... This year, and then, of course, COVID happened. Uh, however, this year in 2023, there was a race, but it was held on private land, uh, not as the Mali Rally, but as a smaller race, and it was on private property next to the original track, and it was a much, much smaller affair. So it, it's very unlikely that the rally is going to come back, but probably for for some good reasons. I what one thing I didn't really understand about this story was that I I didn't know why the race track couldn't be moved. Um it doesn't have to be around exactly around the perimeter of the like like it has been in the past. I don't know why it couldn't just be rerouted around some of these sensitive areas, but I guess that's not why I'm paid the big bucks. Ha. Uh and as I said Lake Tyrell is the big tourist draw so it, it is very shallow um as i said it, it does dry out quite a lot but it, at its deepest point it's only about 13 meters deep um and generally it's incredibly calm uh out there as a result uh the surface of the lake can become like a giant mirror uh and this happens all the time there's actually a, a beautiful viewing platform, a large, big circle viewing platform that's built out on the lake uh, that you can walk out onto without having to get your feet salty and wet. Um, and it's a perfect place to view the night sky because you get a really dark, incredibly dark night sky. But you also get the reflection of the star, all of the stars, the Milky Way, off the ground, off the off the, the surface of the lake, so it looks like a mirror. It's sort of doubled, uh, uh, 
you know, the Milky Way is above you and below you, and it, it's sort of all-encompassing, and it seems incredibly surreal, actually. So we'll, we'll put a couple of photos in the show notes for everyone to have a look at, um, and I'll send a couple to you now so you can see what I'm talking about because um, I'd love to get your reaction. Wow, I do see what you mean. It's wow, that's um, that's more than I would have actually expected. So, of course, listeners, you can't oh. see what we're talking about, but we will link this photo in the show notes so that you can see it. But basically, we've got a a person with a head torch on, standing on what appears yeah. to be sort of like a large deposit of salt. Looking up at the the Milky Way is fully revealed above him. Billions of stars in the sky, but also all around him on the ground. So it, it almost seems that's like not what I, I wouldn't. That's something I didn't quite expect. I'm I'm guessing that there is a good photographer behind that image, but that's damn impressive. Yes, yes, but there are. I can't stress how many of these sorts of photos there are. It's incredible, um, a sort of an incredible location because that, as I said, it becomes very still and it is very shallow um, and it just, it's this perfect spot for, for viewing the sky, both during the day and, of course, at night. Um, well, except the t- that, that second one that's got the, uh, the, the sunset and that just mm. reflecting off the uh, – and it looks like one of the, the big things of it is that it's just such an expansive mirror. Yeah, you know, so it, you, it yeah. basically, you know, into the horizon. So it mm. sort of feels like you're all encompassed. Uh, you're sort of in the middle of – of it all, really. Um, it seems very surreal and almost spiritual in a sort, certain sort of way. I'd love to go out there and yeah. see it. I think it would be an incredible place to, to view the night sky. Knowing my luck, though, I'll go there and it'll be a cloudy night or something like that. It's just one of the interesting things about the Two Ticks Town Talk. There's so many ones out there that just think, oh, I'd love to see that. Like this, that was, I was looking it up on the uh, the map. Victoria, when you talk, I thought I'm completely unfamiliar with that area. Now, there's one or two towns that I sort of knew about, and there's one that I sort of been through, but didn't even know that was there. Neither did I, and that's why I picked Sea Lake because I grabbed, opened Google Maps, and started sort of. I don't know, just not really looking for anything in particular, just something that catches my eye. And then I saw the town called Sea Lake, and I was like, oh, that's a bit funny. Um, That's an interesting sort of name. Uh, And then, of course, went down the rabbit hole. There is also a really cool, uh, as you come into the town, uh, because as I said before, it is a, a agricultural wheat sort of area. And as you come into the town, there's a number of large... Uh, grain silos uh, just off the main highway Uh, and they've been painted with these beautiful artworks of the lake and the stars and the sky and things like that and of course 
painted uh, sort of silos aren't uncommon around around Australia. Um, they are something or sort of in a number of, of towns and it is a cool piece of artwork but I think this one is is particularly beautiful um, so I, another one that I'll, I'll send it to you now and yep. I'll again we'll link it in the show notes because I think it is worth kind of having a look at um, just a little bit of uh, just a cool little place that again another place that all of a sudden I really want to go um, <laughs> that I previously had no idea about which is the whole point of this segment is it sorry did you just you just oh, you just sent me a location to another place yep so that's the location of the grain silos if you go to ah, street view right okay okay I'll, I'll have to look them up and see the site. Look, the, the grain silos seem to have become a uh, rural canvas of this 21st century. Um, I know that wasn't when they started, but they really seem to have taken off. There's a lot of people travel around and see the different um, grain silo silos, but I'm... <laughs> I'm re- oh, there we go. Okay, just for listeners, DK's yeah, just sorry. I'll through. just send you an actual photo now. Yeah. So they, yeah. Wow. Okay, that's impressive. It, so yeah. we're we're looking at six. We're looking at six different silos there, and they've painted across that and managed to capture the uh, late evening colours, all those those purples and 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 pinks, and just that little speck of bright orange that uh, you see reflected. From the sky down in the the lake. Well, this is that's a that's a damn impressive place to go to. Interesting. I, I, Didn't it, even the, know about it. The silo art is so impressive to me as well because of the scale of it. Like yeah. because they are so big. You know, the silos are sort of ten meters tall. To paint something that large can't can't be easy. Um, it is cool, and it you like you said, yeah, it's become a bit of a, a the canvas of of. Uh, Sort of, there's a lot of towns around Australia that are taking advantage of this because grain silos are kind of ugly, if I'm honest. Um, They're not exactly the nicest piece of of infrastructure, very critical for the areas that need them. But I'm glad people are using them, and and they are becoming a bit of a touristy thing as well. Yeah, I think I think it's a good a good innovation. Also, they so the salt that's uh, that's that's a commercial level extraction. Yes. Yep. So you've very, maybe even possibly had some unknowingly yourself in the past. I don't know. Yeah, I just didn't. uh, Just when you said the, when I was looking at the the map, uh, when you said the the name of it and was zooming out, and then you said the salt being extracted, I I wouldn't have sort of expected it so far. Well, I was just about to show my ignorance there. I was going to say I wouldn't have expected it so far. Inland, but I suppose we have a number of um, number of salty lakes inland. In fact, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about further. Uh, completely going to go against that, and of course, there's a salt. <laughs> I, I just see him even of him bloody walked on walked on one. Uh, yeah, yep. oh, that's, that's interesting. It's an indus- an industry up there as well, but they're they're beautiful. Um, it looks like beautiful surroundings. It looks like too with being so empty that you're just going to have so little light pollution i don't know how much you get from the the town how big did you how big did you say the town was 
Uh, six hundred and nineteen people. So it is. It is a very small town. So pretty much bugger all. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I can't imagine you're going to get a lot of of uh, light pollution from there, um, really at all. And and also it is sort of the viewing platforms from sort of you know the middle of the town is about eight or nine kilometers away. So it's not you know you, you are over the horizon sort of thing. So wow. You might okay. see a bit of a glow, you know, over the horizon sort of thing. Also, you're facing the opposite direction as well. So you'll have the your back to the town looking yeah. sort of over the lake sort of thing. So, yeah. Oh, another one, really another one to add to the list. Yeah, exactly. Another one to add to, add to the list. That's, look, I, I, I find it a bit exciting hearing about those things that can actually uh, go and, and check out. Because, look, for people who haven't experienced going out to somewhere like that and looking up and seeing the stars you, you don't need you don't need a telescope um it, it, look if you want to take something to magnify just a basic pair of binoculars you can just see so much in the night sky you know you look at uh something like you find find the southern cross point your um binoculars at something like the southern cross you'll get Little treats like the the jewel box. Have a look at Orion. Uh, some people call it, I think they call it the saucer or something. But Orion, the the hunter. There's the three stars that make up its belt. When you look at the middle star, or even through an average pair of binoculars, you can see that it's just a cloud of dust, glowing, a big nebula that's making stars as you you're looking at it. You don't need much, and just looking at it with your eyes, it's just magnificent being out there. That's um, that's really good to know about that, DK. Yeah, it's a cool place, and I can't again, I can't stress this enough, listeners. Please go and have a look at the images uh, that we'll put in the show notes uh, because it it is truly something, truly something special. Um, well, thank now, you very much for that tip. Really, that, that, that's good. Well, that's it's not, going it's on not my that list. far from you. Yeah, no, it's, it's exactly, and which is why of, I was surprised I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, probably what four or five hours or something yep. like that. Which yep. up the road, <laughs> up the road. <laughs> well, you know, um, yeah, some yeah, of our yeah. international listeners are probably shocked uh, <laughs> at hearing us talk talk so flippantly about such a long car ride. But truly, for uh, for Australians, that really is a, a bit of a weekend getaway sort of distance. So.